What's up, everybody? We're back and better than ever? Question mark? I don't know. Um, yes, I'm back with a new solo episode here. Uh, just a couple of quick housekeeping notes here. Um, been on a little bit of a hiatus. Thanks to anybody that's still been listening, which I still get downloads, and that trips me out because I haven't been doing shit about it, and uh, I need to be. But I just wanted to thank a couple people that have been really supportive. Uh, Mark Abrams from Pure Mix. You're the shit, man. Thank you so much for the encouragement with the podcast, but also the help uh, with just getting my shit in order as far as some automation stuff. And um, yeah, man, you rock. Uh, second, Jakir King, you're the man. You know why. Uh, yeah, we're back. This is uh, a solo episode. And uh, I got some shit that's been on my mind and kind of bugging me, and I just want to talk about and run run past you guys, uh, whoever's listening. And um, number one on that is fucking stems. What are stems? Anybody know? Who's texting me? Don't you know? Uh, hey, man. Yeah, the drums are misaligned. That's why I text you. Sorry, guys. Need to put a do not disturb mode on the phone. Uh, yeah, stems. What the fuck are stems? I think a lot of people have a big misconception on what stems are versus multi-track. So let's break it down for the layman. Dogs to the layman. Uh, multi-tracks. That is your entire session. All the tracks broken out, individual, every single fucking one of them. That's what you deliver to your mix engineer. Now, stems are different. Stems are a stereo track that is a summed down uh, amalgamation, if you will, of uh, a group of tracks. So let's take, for instance, guitars. All of your guitars. Bounce all of them together with all their processing to a stereo track. That's your guitar stem. And so on and so forth. <coughs> Excuse me. So, guitar stem, drum stem. You can break drums out if you want to, but it's best to do stereo. And so on and so forth. And at some point, and this is, you know, everyone plays the tracks now live. That's pretty much just the way it is. And um, I used to be against that when I was a young, younger man. Uh, but I get it now. Like, make the show as cool as you can. Um, so I support it, but that makes a real ball ache for us mix engineers because now instead of just being able to fire off a stereo bass stem, a stereo guitar stem, stereo drum stem, and letting you guys deal with it, now everybody wants essentially mixed quote stems, but what they're asking for are your mixed multi track, and it's a fucking pain in the dick. Now, up until recently, it was kind of just expected that uh, stems were sort of included in the price of mix. I'm not doing that shit anymore. I just, I can't eat it. I can't eat the cost. And I know a lot of the bigger guys, you know, uh, that can demand it. They charge for it. And they should. Fucking, you're doing the work. Uh, a lot of us sort of guys in the middle, on their way up, even at the bottom, it's just expected that you're going to deliver stems for free. Fuck that. Don't do it. I don't care if you charge 20 bucks a song 
100 bucks a song, charge something because it is such a time sink. I spend more time bouncing stems than mixing half the time because it's fucking exhausting. It takes so long. It's tedious. And if you screw something up, you got to go back and rebounce and see what you didn't bounce right and all that shit. It is such a ball ache. So charge for it. Now, this brings me to another thing that's bothering me. Now, Wendy delivers stems. Now I'm going to now I'm now I'm rethinking I'm not going to give you stems until after it's mastered because recently I had an issue with an artist and I won't say who uh but I mixed the song, everybody was happy. A couple months later, they asked for the mixed stems. Okay. There you go. Printed the stems, sent them off, and uh, that was that. And then, you know, like a couple days later, I got a text about uh, a, a different stem that they needed a different way. So I print that. Come to find out from a friend who knows these people, they're remixing my mix using my stems. Now, they ran into an issue with their ability to master it. And uh, instead of, you know, going to a real mastering engineer, I, uh, I'm not going to, I mean, how do how deep do I want to get into this detail-wise? Fuck it. You know, they, they were wrong, so I don't really give a shit. Uh, so instead of coming to me and, you know, asking for a change, they just decided to ask for the stems and remix it. Now, that is... Um, that's like a form of plagiarism to me. Don't fucking do that. Don't take your mix engineer's mix stems and try to remix it because that muddies the waters so fucking much, especially when it comes time that like, oh, hey, we released this song and it's, you know, a month later and it's on Instagram and then the mix engineer's reposting it. Hey, and then you listen to it and it's like, well, this isn't my fucking mix. Who did this? What the hell? Why wasn't I told? Don't do that shit. That's stealing. Like you hire these people because of their skill set that they've honed over years and hours and hours and hours in the chair and a really hard business. And then you're going to just take their shit and redo it because you don't know what you're doing. So don't fucking do that. But I'm trying to think, how do you protect yourself? Can you protect yourself from that kind of shit happening? I don't know. But the only way I can think of it is, Wait till the song's mastered and out. Okay, or maybe not out, but mastered and approved. Okay, here's your stems. Now, let me just say, as a mix engineer, I want everybody to be happy. So if you're not, just come fucking talk to me. We'll figure it out. And if I can't get it there, then we'll have another discussion. But just come talk to me. Don't don't try to be secretive and remix stems. That's bullshit. That's Number one bullshit, okay? Don't fucking do it. Um, yeah, so that's all I'll say about that. Now, I will say, this leads me into, like, one of the biggest, in my opinion, one of the fucking coolest things that's come out in a long time. And that would be Andrew Shep's Bounce Factory. If you don't have this and you're a mix engineer, what are you doing? You need it. Go get it. Go pay for it. I cannot. I've told everybody that I know about it. Even people that don't mix. I'm like, dude, fucking check this out. This is the coolest thing ever. So it's 
part of SoundFlow. If you don't know what SoundFlow is, go go look it up. There's a lot of really cool macros and, and sort of automation shit you can do with Pro Tools and a streaming deck and all kinds of wild shit. You can get really deep, and Andrew did. He spent like two years writing this program to bounce stands because he was sick and fucking tired, like all of us, of losing hours, days, months of his life to bouncing stems. So it's essentially, if I'm going to break it down for the dum-dums out there like me, uh, it's an add-on. So once your, once your mix is approved, you open SoundFlow, uh, you open your bounce factory within SoundFlow, and you take a snapshot of your session. And then from there, you can delineate if you want, uh, let's say, an instrumental bounce to be your next one. So you tell the program what tracks to mute. So, you know, lead vocal backgrounds, boom, mute that. Next pass, you can tell it that you only want to mute the lead vocal. So you can have a TV version. And then, oh, then next bounce pass, we want to do just an acapella. So it'll solo the tracks that you tell it to solo. Now, that's all handy. But where it gets fucking amazing is you can do a stems pass. And it will go solo each track you tell it. You know, if you highlight all your audio tracks in the session, it'll go one by one. Solo, bounce, put it on the same track. Boom, boom, boom. Make a new playlist, throw it in there. And on top of that, it will export it to another folder. So it will bounce your stem, re-import it into Pro Tools, take it out of the clip bin, put it on the same track that you told it to on a new playlist, and then it will export a version of that to another folder. So Dropbox. So what I've been doing is I have a Dropbox folder set up that I share with the artist. I print the stems or I you know set up my whole session of uh, Final Mix, instrumental, TV, acapella, uh, and then I will set up my stems pass and execute. Now, it just goes. It does take a while. I mean, just like printing stems does. <coughs> Jesus Christ. I'm so out of breath. Just like printing stems does. But you don't have to babysit it. It just goes. And as it goes, it's dumping the tracks back into Pro Tools and it's dumping them to Dropbox, and it's automatically going to the artist. It is so fucking rad. Oh, did I mention it sends you text messages? After each pass, after each stem, whatever you want it, it sends you a text message letting you know, hey, stems, you know, base has just completed. Now it's onto this one. And then at the end, it will tell you, hey, your job is completed with, you know, if you have any, um, forget what they, it's not errors. They say with um, with warnings, uh, if you have any warnings or anything like that. But it's the sickest thing ever. It, you get your life back as a mix engineer. I mean, the first day I tried it out, I deliberately was like, all right, I'm going to set this up and I'm going to go for a hike. I went for a two and a half hour hike and I came back to a fully printed song that was perfect i mean if you're like if you're one of those guys like i i would imagine like like andrew or spike stent or one of these guys that is constantly fucking mixing you could have two setups 
two identical rigs and just have a stem printing rig that does nothing but fucking print stems while you mix other shit. This is is so revolutionary to me. Uh, I cannot I cannot express enough how fucking awesome it is. And if I ever see Andrew Sheps again, I might kiss him. He's you know you won't like it, but I might. It's uh it's that fucking awesome. So there's my little uh soapbox moment for stems and printing stems. Go get Bounce Factory because it will save you so much fucking time. Now, <clears throat> I want to move on to one last thing, and uh, I'll let you guys go. And that would be some pitfalls uh, as a mix engineer and as like a young business, because that's what we are. Um, and the sooner you start treating yourself and what you do as an actual business, I know it doesn't feel like a business, like you're a brick and mortar store, but you are. You have to treat this... Um, very seriously. Otherwise, you're never going to get anywhere. And I say that with firsthand experience, okay? So there's some mixing pitfalls that I uh, I want to touch on and things that I've done countless fucking times um, and had to learn the hard way. So I'm going to share some of that shit with you now. And uh, and we'll, we'll just go from there. All right, let me look at my notes here. Um, number one, starting with, let's start with client interaction. So you, uh, you have a phone call with a client about doing a mix after you hang up, send them a follow-up text or email recapping everything you just talked about, because it's not in writing. It's not in writing yet. Everything you just talked about is, uh, is bullshit as far as, uh, like if, Things go south and you go, well, you said this. Well, prove it, right? So send a follow-up email or text. That way it's in writing and they can go, yep. And you got some proof of a, a paper trail. Next, right after that, take a deposit. I don't care what it is. Take, uh, I do 50% of my mix rate. It's 50% to start, 50% upon delivery. That's the way it works. Um, I don't always do it, and I get fucked sometimes because I'm still a moron about it. I'll be honest. Uh, sometimes you get a little jacked up, and you just want to get going. Uh, and uh, I do that sometimes. Don't do it. I won't do it anymore. I've fucking made myself. Uh, but take a deposit because things can go south. They cannot like the mix. You can, uh, or they decide, hey, you know, your mix actually made us realize we're not ready. And we need to do some additional recording or additional production. Who knows how long that's going to take? Or at least you got paid a little bit. And your time is covered. So, well, almost. Uh, stay on top of communication. That's like another huge one. If somebody sends you an email, follow up as soon as you can. Because it's so easy to get behind and then you go, shit. Like, especially if you have multiple projects going on like I do where you're like, fuck, was that conversation with this person or was it with the other band or where was that email with this particular, you know, uh, overdub they wanted me to drop in? Shit, I lost it or I can't find it. So stay on top as much as you can is 
annoying as it can be, you got to communicate and you got to be on top of those things. Another huge one, set boundaries. I know it's hard. We're all people pleasers. Well, I'm a people pleaser. I, it's, it's a customer service industry. You know, that's, that's what this is. This is customer service with, you know, technical training. Uh, so you have to set boundaries though, because otherwise you just get taken, taken advantage of. And it's not, they're not being malicious. You know, they just want what they want and they want, uh, to get their money's worth. So if you don't tell them where they're stepping over and taking money out of your pocket, they're not going to know. So a good example is, uh, say you're going to do, say you're going to do a mix and it's at a, a discounted rate. You know, it's not, they can't afford the full rate, but they really want to work with you and you like the project, but you don't, you, you don't have the amount of time to invest in it that you would if somebody was paying your full rate because, well, full rate gets priority. It should. Uh, so you say, hey, I can do it at this, but you get one revision or, you know, however many you, you feel comfortable with. But you go, you get two revisions. After that, it's such and such amount of money. And then stick to it because they'll forget, you know. So when you, when you get to that, you know, revision number three, you go, hey, I can do this. But just so you know, we're past our two revision mark and it's going to be this amount of money. As long as you're upfront and communicating, like I just touched on, is staying on top of communication, it's all good. They understand. They know that your time is worth something and that you're just trying to do your job and they're trying to do your job. Their job. Your job. Well, sometimes clients are trying to do your job. But if you just set boundaries, most of the time it works out great and you're going to feel so much better about the project and you won't end up resenting the client or resenting yourself because that does happen where you go, fuck, I I was too soft and too nice and now I'm I'm taking a hit on this and I'm upset and I'm done and I'm not enjoying it. So set boundaries. It's important. Uh, let's see what's next. <clears throat> yes, you need a system for revisions. Now, there are a couple ways of doing this. There's, um, you know, you can you can elect a band leader to take all the notes and compile them and, you know, sift through the ones that are duplicates or refine them and send you one lump email. Or uh, Pure Mix has this thing called Mix Up Audio, and that's really fucking awesome in that you send... You send a link, they can listen to it, they can drop in notes, it's time-stamped, it drops it into your fucking Pro Tools session, and it's uh, it's pretty sick. So, uh, I don't have any particular, like, soapbox to jump on here and say, you gotta use this, or you gotta use that. Just make it standardized, because you can't be fielding freaking mixed comments from six different people at six different times from six different emails, it's just too much and you're going to fuck something up. So have one mouthpiece or make them use uh, mix up audio or something like that to uh, make it easier on yourself and on them. So let's see what else we got here. I have a couple more. 
<clears throat> you got to, ch- yeah, this is another important one. Standardize your delivery system for clients delivering files to you. You should have a, you know, standardized delivery system for delivering files to a client, but we'll get to that. You need to have a, uh, a standardized way that you expect files to come in. And whether that's you send a uh, boilerplate like email with a PDF of like steps they need to take, or you have a form on your website that walks them through and takes you to a link to, you know, upload your files, whatever it is, make sure it's the same way every time. That way you can be efficient in how you prep for that mix. Because if you have to pull files from two different spots, you've got a weed transfer here and a Dropbox in your email and then, oh yeah, this guy just texted me this Dropbox link. You're, tr- you're pulling shit from everywhere and it's just a mess. And you just, you can't be efficient that way. And efficiency is the quickest path to being creative in this job like this is a creative job um i think that the guys that do this the best are uh, able to be technical and creative and have fun with their mixes and the only way you can do that is if you're free you're free from all the mundane bullshit of prepping a mix or making sure that this is routed this way and routed that way like you got to be able to just get in and go so if you have a standardized way that you accept files you can have a standardized way that those files then get put into your template or however you mix and you can just get up and go as fast as you can so there's that lastly maybe lastly yeah whatever we'll just wrap this bitch up because i'm rambling here um if you're dealing with points Get a lawyer involved um, because you can get screwed. Now, I I understand like a lot of you that are listening, I would assume there's not a lot of, I would assume that there's actually no, like there's no Spike Stance, no Andrew Sheps, no CLAs listening to this. It's all guys that want to do this for a living or just people that are interested in this, whatever. I don't know. But if you're dealing in points, which are percentage points of a song on the back end. As a mix engineer, it's fairly standard uh, to get your mix rate and one point. So if you are dealing with getting a point on a mix, get a lawyer involved to uh, make a mix agreement. That way you are covered because you can get screwed. And if they don't uh, properly credit you and register with sound, uh, sound exchange. You might be missing out on some money. You never know. I mean, granted, I could have taken points for like the first fucking seven years of my career mixing shit and, you know, never made a dime. But you never know. Something could pop. Something could catch fire on fucking TikTok and then get used in a movie or whatever the hell it is. There's more opportunities nowadays for shit to explode than ever. So... If you are taking points, get a lawyer involved. Now it might cost you it's gonna cost you some money. So, you know, value proposition. What's what's more worth it? Is it worth worth it to spend five hundred dollars on a uh, a mix agreement for this particular project and you know, maybe make a couple hundred bucks, a couple thousand bucks later? 
Sure. Yeah. If it's some fucking bar band and you're getting paid a hundred bucks a mix and they want to give you a point, like, well, maybe, maybe not, you know, who knows? Anyways, that's it. I got nothing else. Um, we've got a couple of really great guests, uh, sort of waiting in the wings. We're scheduling them now. It's, uh, it's tough, man. Everyone's, everyone's busy, which is fucking great. I like that everyone's busy. It just makes it hard to get guests on the podcast um, because we all have crazy weird hours and um, that's just the way it is. So, yeah, um, I'll just drop it now. I got um, Adam Hawkins is going to come on. Daryl Thorpe. I'm going to have uh, my buddy Sean Batum, Batum, Batum back on. <laughs> he's my buddy and I still fuck his last name up. Whatever. Uh, he's going to come back on. I want to talk to him about uh, how Earl's doing his uh, mobile recording studio and uh yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna have um, we got some guests coming. So thanks for sticking around. Uh, I really, I'm still kind of baffled when people like send me emails about enjoying the podcast. Um, I, I really uh, I can't say thank you enough. Please keep listening, and um, send it to your friends. I mean, this is a this is a blast. I really enjoy doing it, and the more the more you guys interact, and the more we can spread this the uh, more we can do it because honestly it's like this doesn't make that much money it makes no money L- let me catch myself there it makes no money this is just purely for the love of it and uh you know if it ever gets to the point where we can make money from it that's great but um we need you guys in order to do that so thanks so much uh we'll be back soon thank you bye